Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 73, All We Need is a Stage. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Axon as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So this is not Axon's first podcast. Uh, yeah. He's got experience. He didn't tell me this, so now I have to be on my best behavior. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's a good time. I love it. So, I mean, I was glad to, I was glad to hop on. Yeah. I, Axon and I go way back. We've known each other since oh. Oh four, oh six, something like that. Yeah, it was like grade nine. Grade nine, you weren't in school in grade seven in same school. No, I was at. Oh. I know I was at Sammy G, and then so I think we'd probably like met in passing. But I like I vividly remember grade nine math class because so I think you sat behind me. There you go. And <laughs> I, I had the afro at the time, right? Yes. <laughs> ah, dang. Yeah. No, I'm completely bald. Anyways, it's not about my shiny bald bowling ball head. It's about Axon and his lovely presence. So before we jump into the topic of today, who is Axon? I am a fundraiser. I am the occasional actor and singer. Um, and I've been doing that for about four years now, going on five. But yeah, I'm just a regular dude who likes movies and video games and singing and dancing and karaoke at least once a week. You know. You're a man who does everything and anything, right? <laughs> and today, you know, a little acting and karaoke comes into mm -hmm. play in connections of what this hobby is today. And that hobby is musical theater. Yeah, it's fun. But before we start to dive into that, do you have any social media links you would like to share with people? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at the big screen with two G's. I'm trying to get away from Facebook, so I've deactivated that. But uh, yeah, catch my dumb tweets and funny pictures of pets I like to sit or things I like to draw. Not sit on, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> they, usually sit, they usually sit on my lap. There you go. That makes more sense. Either way, I'm going to put that in the description below so you guys can go check that out. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to dive right into the topic, musical theater. Yes, How did yes, you yes. get introduced to that? So it goes back, it actually goes back to grade nine um, when we took music. So we were in band, I learned to read music and I learned a bunch of the theory back then. Um, and then I got into, or at least I stopped, I stopped playing the, the tenor sax after high school. So I haven't picked that up again uh, in a long time, but I kind of kept all of the, I kept all the theory in my head. And I mean, I sing in the shower and stuff and I have a, I have a good ear is what I discovered in, in, uh, in high school band. Um, so a friend of mine um, was helping with this Disney themed musical cabaret show. Um, we were just singing covers of songs with like a piano accompaniment and there was like a bunch of harmonies and stuff. It was really fun. Um, so he was like, you should audition. I know you like Disney songs. I know you like to sing occasionally. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll do the thing. So I end up, you know, getting on, getting onto the cast. I sang, what was it? It was Friend Like Me from Aladdin. And that's what sparked my love of the genie as a character. And I sang a couple songs from The Lion King, some stuff from Frozen. This was back in early 2015. So it was really like my first gig. Um, and then after that, a person I met on that cast sent me a link to an audition for Hairspray, which was happening at the Centerpoint Theater that summer. So I auditioned for that. I ended up getting one of the leads. And this is like my first big gig because Centerpoint is like the second biggest stage in the city. Um, so walking out doing sound check after all the rehearsals are done and we've moved into the theater, I'm just looking up at this thousand seat theater and I'm kind of terrified. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a funny way of, it's a funny way of kind of getting into it. Cause I don't necessarily have training, I guess, like most of like my actor and singer friends would, I kind of just have a good ear and I like to rely on that. Like the music is my favorite part of musical theater. Absolutely. Um, so it's really fun to, it's really fun to discover new shows and it's funny to, 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 to try and, you know, get those in my repertoire, I guess, because you have to pick songs to audition with as well. Um, so I've got kind of a playlist of all that. Okay. So speaking of which, what song suits you? Like basically oh what is the act song so, song? So, I mean, my vocal range is tenor, which like among the man voices is like one of the higher ones. Um, and I generally do prefer songs that are kind of like more, more animated in that way um but thankfully i do have like i have like a lower speaking voice as well which kind of translates well to music because i can round i can round out the lower notes in some songs too so in terms of like yeah the quintessential axe song i don't know maybe 
maybe for, maybe friend like me because like the genie is one of my dream roles like if if someone from like an aladdin tour or the broadway show were to call me right now i'd drop everything and move to new york you know <laughs> so there 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 are some others like that but um yeah friend friend like me i think is a really good example of the stuff that i like to do for fun but then there's like this really wide umbrella now that i know more about musical theater and i know more shows um there's a lot more that kind of i can pick out as favorites maybe just not on the spot ah all right we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll come, come back, back. To that one. we'll come back we'll come back to it exactly <laughs> okay uh so actually on that note what is your favorite musical theater performance not necessarily like one you did but just in general is it aladdin or do you have another one that's on your your I have to be on this one or this one I just love so much. Like a dream show? A dream show or a show that you really love. Let's say the production, how mm -hmm. it's made, the musicals, this, the everything that encompasses it, everything right. around it. Um, I was in I was in New York back in 2016 and I got to see uh, several shows while I was there. I think, yeah, like it's because it's like a show that I would love to be in. And also it's a show that just blew my mind. Um, the revival of the Color Purple musical. Uh, I think it closed, it closed in early 2017, but, um, the production was fantastic. The music was really good. And it was that kind of, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of the time it's things that are kind of steeped in, in black culture and African-American culture where the audience is really animated. Like you go, you go to, you go to movies, like, I mean, get out is kind of a, a bad example because that would, you know, strike a chord in anybody, but like you go to movies like that and you go see shows like the color purple and the audience is just so into it. We're all just so much louder. <laughs> it's it's great. It's I mean, it's it's nice to because it doesn't really do anything to affect the really intense scenes like, you know, you know, when you need to be quiet, you know, when it's going to immerse you and something big is happening. But then also like the songs, the how animated the actors are, you kind of just eat all that up. So I definitely did when I saw the color purple, but also the voices were fantastic. The set was like minimal. It was like a bunch of a bunch of wooden chairs that were kind of hanging from the back of the stage and they were used in a lot of different scenes. Like it was mostly chairs and you just imagine the rest of it, which is a really cool experience to have when you're just watching a show. Like to just have small set pieces and the rest is kind of built in your mind because it really it really works when you can just put it all together and block it properly. Um, and then on top of that, yeah, who is it? Um, Cynthia Arrivo is the was the star of the show. Um, she is, I think, like five foot something British woman who who's like her. The power of her voice is something that I'm jealous of, like it punched me in the face what sometimes when she was singing um so much so that like her um the her big solo near the end of the show got a standing ovation before the show was over <laughs> <laughs> did that throw her off oh i mean she was you know she was kind of laughing after it was done because yeah it was we were clapping for a long time just let me finish yeah and, and, then, and then the scene went on it was yeah it was amazing honestly it was awesome um so the color purple definitely is like one of my favorite shows that i've seen one of my favorite shows that i love to be in um i also saw hamilton while i was there mm. um which is another which is another funny story i was in the cancellation line for about 15 hours <laughs> what yeah we got there we got there at five in the morning me and my friend um because we had nothing to do that day so we just figured hey let's give it a shot so we got in line we were behind a couple of ladies who were there since 2 45 a.m who needs sleep right <laughs> right no they're probably just out the previous night um which is weird because it was a wednesday uh, <laughs> um so they they were able to get unclaimed lottery tickets because hamilton's still running a lottery where um if you i think you sign up through an app or through a website or something and if you win you can get front row tickets for like 20 bucks something like that um, so they weren't selling for $20, but still they got front row seats. I think it was like $200. Um, we also paid $200, my friend and I, but we got eight throw. So we were level with the stage. So it was definitely worth the wait. It was just a long wait, <laughs> but it was for, yeah, it was a fantastic show. And I'd love to be, um, George Washington in that show is one of my other dream roles. Have you ever seen a show more than once? Not yet, but soon because I, uh, I saw Mamma Mia at Centerpoint um last summer yeah it was last summer and a bunch of my friends were in it and part of the production team as well like a good friend of mine was the music director 
Um, so I got to sit in the, uh, the pit area with the band as the show was going on. So, I mean, I saw like most of what was happening was kind of like from the front of the stage. So it was like, it was really fun. Um, and I got to hear ABBA, which I'm a huge fan. It's fine. But, um, a few other friends of mine are working with a different company in town and they're putting on Mamma Mia in December. So I'm getting, probably going to go see that again. Why not? You got nothing to lose. You're, you're right? going to have a great time. And of it's Mamma Mia. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Lion King in New York while you were there? The only reason why I'm oh. asking is because my wife is currently in New York. And, oh, she saw, and she saw Lion King. She really wanted to see it. Man, I would love to. I haven't. It was like it was on, on my list of if I don't see this show, I'm going to go see this show. Right. Last time I was there, like I'm planning on going back at one point um, this fall. So I'm probably going to try to go see some other things. But uh Unfortunately, not yet. And I also missed it when it was in town here because I hadn't caught the, the musical theater bug yet. Mm. You know, well, like, you're, you're still young. You got time, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I missed a lot of good shows that were in town, but it's fine. It's fine. I'll come back. OK, I got I have a really tough question for you. Oh, if dang. you were to create a musical. Oh, God, yeah, I know. What would it be about? <laughs> How would you structure it? It's a complex question, but oh, I'm dang. throwing it to you. That's, oh, I don't. Yeah, it's the thing. I don't know. Like, I'm not. As much as I like performing, yeah, performing other people's stuff, I'm not much, I don't know, I don't see myself, I guess, as much of a creator in that sense. Um, like I love, yeah, I love seeing other people's content and helping them to work on it. But like when it comes to bringing my own ideas forward, I guess it's kind of a, that's kind of a weaker spot for me. I don't know. Yeah. What would I write a musical about? Ah, uh, oh, would it be like historical? Because there's been that. Um, hmm. Dang. You want to come back to that? Yeah. Like I gotta, oh, I man. feel like, I feel like after this episode, you're going to go back right? home. He's like, Oh, you know what? This is what I want to write it about. Right. I'm going to get out of here and then just write a million bars as soon as I get home. <laughs> so, okay. Let's, let's rephrase that question. Let's say your friend comes up with a musical. Would you be the type of person that would help out uh, like bouncing ideas off of him to try to improve it? Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. And also like, um, in terms of the music itself, I feel like I could help with that as well. Um, I'm like trying to teach myself to play, to play the piano, um, because the music is my favorite part and I've got a, yeah, I've got a good ear for it. So, um, and I like one of the shows I did, uh, this past year, I was apprentice music director. So I was helping out, um, I was helping out the band, helping the music director, like make sure the, 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 the music itself was properly structured and that everyone who was singing was singing in the right place. Um, and then there was also a barbershop quartet that I kind of took the lead on. So they were part of the show, but then I taught them most of their music and barbershop is terrifying. Like, I, I, love I barbershop. I, yeah, right. It's great. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know how difficult it might be to put a barbershop quartet together and teach them all their music before I actually did it. So, I mean, I'm kind of glad that I jumped into the deep end in that sense, but it was, yeah, it was a lot. It was fun though. It was a really good time. So I'm trying, I'm trying to do that more because I think there's like, I think it's like in terms of in terms of theater, I think there's a lack of musicians in town. Also, like I want to uh, learn the piano so I can like accompany myself during rehearsals and stuff. All right. So I got two questions that popped up in my head right now. The first one, how is the musical theater community in Ottawa? Mm, it is smaller than places like Toronto or Montreal or any bigger city, but it is tight, like is what I've learned. You you meet people and then you find out that they know everybody else or at least you feel like you've met someone and you've met everybody within like within a big group. Uh, so there are there are quite a few different companies in town, both community theater and professional um, professional, meaning they really like the only difference really sometimes is that they will pay uh, they will pay the actors um, and then community theater companies are mostly volunteer. There's lots of musicians willing to play, which is cool. Um, just, I guess, fewer willing to direct shows like to, to come on as music director. But if you need a band, that's definitely something that you can put together. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight knit. Sometimes, depending on the people you work with, it can get a little clicky, which I don't like. Like, I really just like being let's all be friends. Let's work on this together. Um, that's definitely more my vibe. Um, and it's luckily like the vibe that I've had, uh, like going through the community, I guess, because I've worked with several people now. You're a very friendly person. I can't see <sighs> no one not getting along with you. Stop. Eh? Oh, <laughs> look at that. He's blushing. <laughs> but no, uh, the other question I had for you is that you say you started doing music, trying to teach yourself how to play piano. Mm -hmm. What is your style of music that you like to create? Well, so I took a few courses. I took a few, um, like a few piano classes with a good friend of mine. 
um, who's played, yeah, who's played piano for years and has played for a lot of different companies in town. Um, and like we were, we were mainly doing like the remedial adult stuff in the beginning. Um, and she was like, okay, you've got all this down. This is good. So bring me something, bring me some simple stuff that you like, and we'll work on that. And I'll try to, and I'll try to go that angle. So I end up bringing her some music from video games. Okay. I like <laughs> so that. that. We can, th so that we can start to try and play that. So that's the thing. Like I really... I, I'm interested in piano both because I want to, yeah, because I'd love to teach people or at least to work with people on musical theater, but also because I just want to play the stuff that's fun to me, which is, yeah, covers of a lot of different things. I have a folder in my Google Drive that's full of different piano scores. Uh, my friend and I, we started working on stuff from Super Mario and Zelda first, and then we kind of went from there. I'm definitely interested in jazz, but it's it's it seems way harder to me because of the the improvisational part like the way you can kind of riff and just do whatever and the band can follow along or at least they can follow each other just seems really cool and daunting and it's definitely something that i'd like to do well you you have you have like the drive i can see you doing doing mm. it eventually and hear me out if you do create a musical theater performance would you do it about video games does that exist like a uh, video because you love video I games so. yeah right there's definitely <laughs> I think I think there's uh, there are a few songs in in shows that like incorporate video games or at least the scene is like two people playing a video game. So it's definitely something I think has happened as in terms of making it into a full show. <laughs> Let's say Zelda into a musical theater. That would be that would be ridiculous. I'm has it been done? Sure. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I yeah, it would be odd because I mean, yeah, you won't believe the, the 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 stuff people have come up with and put on stage. Like there's there's been a Spider-Man musical, there's been a Lord of the Rings musical. Yeah, there's 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 I think there's one or two Batman musicals, stuff like that. Yeah, so, so there's a possibility right <laughs> yeah, there. The market is there in terms of how long it lasts. I don't know. <laughs> Video games or the musical theater. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're both going to go strong for a long time. Oh, I yeah, can see that. Yeah, for sure. And now for you, do you like to perform with the same people or do you like performing with a new cast every time? Mm, I do like meeting new people. Yeah. Meeting new people, doing a show. Like, sure, there is a level of comfort in in uh, performing with people that you've worked with before. But I think ultimately that's kind of stifling because that means that there aren't as many people getting into the scene. Like, casting new people means getting new people into the scene, which will grow the community theater or professional theater scene in town, which is ultimately what we're all after, you know, or at least what we should all be after. So I do like performing with new people. Um, I like discovering where people are at in terms of dance or music or theater and kind of going from there. It's fun. And of course, uh, what goes into your training routine when you try to learn how to, let's say, a new performance? Do you mm -hmm train in front of a mirror do you train in front of somebody else do you train in your sleep while sleep singing <laughs> and that's a little exaggerated <laughs> but i mean what's your routine uh i think rehearsal is definitely where i train the most which depending on who you ask is not like like you definitely need to supplement that with your own home training like home homework essentially uh just looking at and listening to the music and the lines as much as you can outside of the rehearsal space will absolutely help because depending, depending on who you're working with, you'll have rehearsals twice a week, three times a week, only on the weekend, stuff like that. Um, so sometimes you're going to have, if you're not looking at stuff outside of rehearsal, you're going to have several days where you're, yeah, where you won't have anything, you won't be able to commit it to memory. Um, so then you'll go into rehearsal with people who have, who have done the work and you'll feel kind of lesser than um, because you should have this down, or at least that's, that's how I look at it. Um, so yeah rehearsal absolutely um like i cherish those yeah those three hours three times a week to put stuff together is a lot of fun and then i don't really train in front of a mirror not that much um if it's a musical and i can find it online like it's it's, it's usually one that's been done before right i use spotify for a lot of that um i will listen to it quite a bit i will try to plunk out the notes on my keyboard like the ones that i'm singing um, but a lot of the time it's, it's, uh, it's easy for me to pluck out, like if it's a harmony, it's easy for me to pluck out what I should be singing and kind of work on that. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's easier to do it in rehearsal or at a keyboard or with my headphones, I guess. And speaking of which, do you have any inspiration? So like when you're listening to these songs, you're like, I want to be like this person. I want to sing like this person, or you want to mm. be yourself, original, act song. 
Wow. There are there are a few there are a few actors that I kind of hold in high regard. So there's definitely in terms of in terms of inspiration, it's not like they're on my mind every single time I'm working on a song or something like that. But they're definitely actors that I think I aspire to be. Like it's like, wow, yes, I want to be as good as this guy. Um, who was it? Christopher Jackson, who was George Washington in Hamilton. Um, because that is a dream role and because he's an amazing singer and a really cool dude. Um, same with James Monroe Iglehart, who was the original genie on Broadway. I think those are two guys that I really, yeah, love. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who created Hamilton as much as, um, as well as a bunch of other stuff. Um, he's just really cool and really creative and he's got a million ideas, which I feel like I don't, right? Going back to that whole, I'm not much of a creator thing. Um, he's definitely like, it's, it's like, it's like he's got it all and he's willing to, he's willing to write it all down. Um, so like, I think he's got another show on Broadway now, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, I try, I mean, I try to be myself as much as possible, but then it's really, it's really cool to kind of see, to see the greats and to hear them because yeah, their music is available everywhere. Um, so it's good to have, it's good to have that to kind of lean on as well. Okay. I, I like that. I like that idea that you try to pull inspiration from everywhere and anywhere and you make it work for yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Now, I don't know if this is an actual thing, but do you have like a secret ritual for yourself to pump yourself up before a show? Like a R- dance or like you just like say certain words? I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything like that? Ritual, yeah, rituals are definitely definitely a thing. It depends on the person. Like a friend of mine always tried, like she wanted to hug everybody before the first show, like before we opened. So she was just running around dressing rooms. She was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. oh, give me a hug. Give me a hug. Oh, hey, yes. Have a good show. Give me a hug. Um, which I like, which I like. I like hugs. Um, there was one funny thing that a friend of mine and I did, uh, before every show while we were doing hairspray, who was it? Was it Randy? Was it Randy Savage or was it, oh, I forget his name. No, it was, uh, damn. You want to get back to that one? Famous, too? <laughs> uh, famous, uh, famous wrestler. He went, whoa, a lot of the time. Um, oh, the name escapes me too. Right? Exactly. So we kind of did that when he was like calling people out. Except we kind of tailored it to the lines in Hairspray. And every, we had the whole cast just yelling out, wow. And it was, <laughs> oh, it was so fun. So that got everybody really pumped. Um, and then it, I guess it just depends on the show and the people you work with. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have a ritual. I kind of, um, sometimes for a minute, I kind of like to just sit by myself before the show starts and kind of just collect myself. But otherwise, otherwise I'm open to anything really. Could you just imagine the people in the audience just waiting and all the hearers, whoa, wow, in the bed, like, what is going on back there? Oh, God, yeah, thankfully, I mean, I've been on both sides of center point, so thankfully it is pretty, pretty soundproof from the seats <laughs> to backstage, but yeah, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. Like, we can't do that, we can't do that on stage before the show. <laughs> just after the curtains go down, you do it, whoa, whoa. Yeah, right, or it's like, oh, snap, the sound guy forgot to turn off our mics, whoa. <laughs> Everybody goes deaf. Fantastic show. I can't hear anything Thank now. Thank you so much. It was so good. <laughs> now, speaking about so good, what was your best performance in your personal opinion? Uh, I'm coming hard with these questions. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Um, I think Mary Poppins was up there. Yeah. I was in a production of Mary Poppins that went up a couple years back in the winter, and I was one of two guys who played Bert. Um, so I was Bert for four out of the eight shows. And, um, it was one of those companies where we rehearsed, I think, yeah, two or three times a week, but the rehearsal period was over like five or six months. Like they auditioned in May, started rehearsing around August, September, and the show was in February. So it was, yeah, it was a, it's a longer, it's a longer cycle than I think most people in town are used to, but it definitely worked because it was a huge show. Like me and the other guy, we weren't. Um, we weren't the only guys double cast. There were two Mary Poppinses. There was uh, just one Mr. Banks, the dad, but there were two Mrs. Bankses and two sets of kids. Um, and they all alternated. Two families. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of a big ensemble made, I think, just over 50 people. Not on stage at the same time. It was mostly like it was like closer to closer to 40, but it made for an absolutely huge show and Everyone was really tight despite the huge number, I think because of all the time we'd spent together and because of the the familial nature of the show, like it gets it gets really like heavy in some parts. 
And like, I really, I feel like I really felt that. And I feel like it came forward a lot during my performances. And then at the end of my last show, um, I was a puddle of tears. Like I could not stop crying after the curtain went down. I just like, I hugged Mary who was next to me for the bows and then everybody else came in for a group hug and that was it. <laughs> it was over. So I think, I think my favorites are the ones that really touched me in that way. Um, that one. And I think, um, ragtime was really good too. That was with a different company, but it's, um, it's a musical that's essentially in, in three parts because it involves a, like a black musician, a white family and a family of immigrants at the turn of the century. So it's said in like the early 1900s. Um, and that also got really heavy in some parts. Um, but it's like, um, it's really like the, 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 it was like Mary Poppins in that the score is really classical, like lots of strings, lots of, yeah, lots of strings and piano and horns. And it sounded gorgeous, which also got to me pretty hard. Man, I could just imagine you being like one of the most passionate people on stage. Uh, I mean, I try. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's I what I love. I love about you. You're such a great guy. You're so friendly. You're so passionate. Thanks. And I feel like you bring that energy no matter where you go and what you do in life. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. I just got lost in like <laughs> that story. I'm like, damn, I'm like tearing up inside a little bit too. Uh, but yes, what are, this is a weird question, but what is the strangest thing that that's ever happened to you or you've seen on stage during a musical? There was, oh, there was one time where I missed my entrance, or at least where I almost missed my entrance, like coming on stage. It's, uh, it was a musical based on um, the Who album, Tommy, um, about this deaf and blind kid who is really good at pinball. And I honestly couldn't tell you anything more about the story. It's kind of ridiculous, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I loved it. So I was part of the ensemble. And so I had a, so I had a duet to sing as I was coming on stage. No, no, no. I was supposed to already be on stage. That's what I messed up with. Uh, yeah, yeah. With with uh, another friend of mine, same dude who played Bert with me because he's yeah, he's been all around town. Um, he's performed with everybody. It's great. So I was supposed to be on stage for this song. I was chilling backstage, changing, getting ready for it. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I got some time. I'm just going to chill for a little bit. So then like, oh God, I want to say like 30 seconds before I'm supposed to be on, I hear the song and it comes before mine. I'm like, oh snap, I should probably be ready already. So I double time it. I try to get ready. I'm too late by like five seconds. So what ends up happening is that I'm singing my first line as I'm coming on stage, okay. which is definitely not <laughs> what is supposed to happen. So afterwards, the director pulled me aside and was like, I mean, good save, but also <laughs> what the fuck? Jeez. <laughs> oh, so I think, yeah, he was sitting with the choreographer in the audience. They were watching that show and they kind of they apparently kind of panicked a little bit when they heard me singing from backstage. It's like, oh, my God, what's happening? What's wrong? Meanwhile, I'm just like I'm putting on like this big trench coat I'm supposed to wear on top of my costume. And like I kind of just improvise. OK. I'm singing, I'm singing as I'm walking on. Everything is fine. Okay. <laughs> so probably, probably that. Uh, yeah. Like I'm going to have to think maybe, maybe some, some other weird stuff, but that, that kind of, that definitely stood out. Oh man. I like, I like how you did that smooth transition and people in the audience must've been like, oh, well, this is part of the show. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, I thought about it afterwards and I was like, okay, if they haven't seen the show, if they haven't seen us rehearsing or whatever, then they won't know because they'll hear me. I was still like on beat and everything. I was still like, you know, singing what I was supposed to sing at the right time. I just wasn't in the right place. So um, are you you're a fan of The Office, right? Yes. Do you remember that uh, one episode where Andy does the mu musical theater? Yeah, he did Sweetie Todd, didn't he? Sweetie Todd. Yeah. And, and then his phone went off <laughs> and they tried to play it off like it was a bird. It's has no. anything like no, has anything like that happened? Not necessarily a cell phone, but like something in the audience or on stage happen and you guys try to work around it um not not anything that disruptive thankfully yeah nothing that i can remember i mean i think at one point when two actors kissed and it was a show that someone had brought their kids to like you could hear a kid in the audience yelling ew you know <laughs> but nothing yeah nothing ridiculously disruptive like someone's phone going off on stage because i think i don't think anybody would have their phones on them thankfully because Man, they would get an ass whooping. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I have. Yeah, I've heard phones phones go off, and then thankfully people are smart enough to be like, "Oh shit!" 
um, and kind of just turn them off. But yeah, yeah that's the, that, that's the extent of it, thankfully. And have you ever forgotten a line? And if you have, what do you do to recover? Like, do you improvise a little bit or are you... Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're on, you're on your own. <laughs> if you forget a line and like, I like when directors kind of establish this from like the end of rehearsals onward, or as we get closer to when we move into the theater and like get ready for showtime, it's like for the last few rehearsals, if you forget a line, figure it out as opposed to yelling line, because it gets you, <laughs> it gets you ready for the stage because yelling line is, I mean, not yelling, but also just asking for a line is definitely a thing that you can do as people memorize their lines and stuff. It's kind of, yeah, it happens sometimes, but then later on, you should have your lines down. You should be ready to go and no one's going to give you a line when you're on stage. Um, so it's, it's, it's happened to me a couple of times and I've kind of improvised my way around it. It hasn't happened during songs. Which is good because I, I mean, there's a difference between improv and freestyle. <laughs> I'm yes. not good at I'm not good at that. I can try. Yeah, I can improv my way around a line, and if I notice that someone else is flubbing a line, I can try to like jump in, um, jump into the next one, and then so they can get back into that cadence. There have been times when friends of mine have skipped entire scenes. Like <laughs> it, 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 it happens, and it sucks. Um, but you just try to make it as seamless as possible. Well, speaking of which, I've mentioned this story back on a few episodes ago. Our mutual friend, John said, uh, I can't say, I won't say his last name, John from high school. I say it myself. Yes. Uh, he used to take, he took a Japanese class back in university right. and then he did a presentation at the Japanese embassy. The winner was going to win a prize for something. So you had to do a presentation and his Japanese teacher helped him uh, prepare the presentation. My wife speaks Japanese, so Mm -hmm. she helped translate. And John said, I don't need cue cards. And he went up on stage, did the presentation, and then he comes down. People were giving that awkward clap and the awkward like, good? Oh, no. The teacher sat down and she's like, John, that was good. But you had an introduction, you missed the middle, and then you had a conclusion. So basically, he said, hi, my name is John and I am from Ottawa. Thank you for listening. This is, <laughs> But he wow. said it so seamlessly that it looked like it flowed. So it looked like it was on purpose. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he didn't win. No, he, he didn't win. <laughs> oh, no. It was that, like that smooth that it looked like it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. That, that's what you do. That's what you do. Except hopefully there's something in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's something in the middle that you can use, but yeah, it's... Uh. Yeah, it'd be pretty different for a musical theater that you just have the introduction and the end. <laughs> yeah, right? Opening, finale. Well, it's kind of, remember, it's like The Office, that episode where Andy's like, you're the killer, but I don't know that yet. <laughs> My character doesn't know that. Oh, God! <laughs> See, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't know how to handle that. Oh, <laughs> damn. It's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Just... So, uh... Do other people's opinions have an impact on your performance? Uh, sometimes. There, I do have a lot of friends who don't like to read reviews until after the show is done because they think that might affect their that might affect the way they do their stuff. I personally don't really care, um, which is nice. Like I do, I do like hearing good reviews, and if people have constructive criticism, then fine. And if it's not constructive, then fuck them. <laughs> um, you know, it's just yeah, yeah, right. It's not not that it doesn't. Um, I don't like your earlobes. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it doesn't matter. It's just that I just I try not to let it affect me too much. But I do like I do like to hear about it. Um, and then I just I respect like my castmates who are like, don't tell me just read just read it off your phone. But like read it in your head. Don't tell me anything. Um, and I yeah I mean I I respect that because they're just they're trying to be their best on stage and I'm doing the same. Um, yeah like it, I, and also like I like hearing what my friends think. You know I like when they're candid with me. Because like a friend of mine told me that my ragtime performance, I was too young for it, which I absolutely agree with. Like a few other guys auditioned for the same role, which was the the the, the black musician. So he's like one of the stars of the show. Um, yeah, a few a few a few other guy friends of mine auditioned for the same role. I just ended up like I guess like the music director liked me better because we performed like his big solo near the end or for part of it, um, and then he made a decision. Um, but yeah, I definitely. Like, I definitely agreed with him when he put that forward because like, yeah, I, hmm, I guess I'm a little, I, I was a little young for it, but I had a really big beard at the time. So it kind of, that, that kind of helped as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so yeah, I like, I like to hear people's opinions. Definitely. No, I don't want to get too dark, but is mm-hmm. there any type of like jealousy or enviness that happens? Have you encountered hmm. not, let's say not in you per se, but like other actors or performers that had between you right. or on you? Well, I mean, uh, 
A lot of the time, if people are salty about not getting a role, sometimes they just won't talk about it. Whenever there's a show that I'd like to be a part of, if I don't get it, then yeah, I, I try not to dwell on it too much. It is, you know, it does suck to not get cast in a thing. Um, thankfully, my record is pretty okay. <laughs> like <laughs> I've done pretty well, which is good. Um, yeah, like you, you, the the generic stuff, I guess. I, I've never seen anyone like go overboard and be like, "What the hell? I was a shoe in. This is bullshit." Yeah, that 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 hasn't really happened. Thing. So you're telling me the movies exaggerate? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, from what I from what I've seen. Yeah, a little bit. It's sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes the the directing team has a different vision, and you can't really do much about it once they make their call, right? So. That's no, that's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Now for you, what was what not what was, but what is your big objective with musical theater? Oh, if you have one. Yeah, I just I just want to get better. <laughs> I just want to I want to get better at it. I want to perform in more shows. Uh, my objective for Ottawa would be to feature shows that like to 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 put on shows that can feature more people of color. Um, either the show kind of focuses on that or features. Yeah, like. Uh, like something like something like the color purple, which I don't think the rights to do are out yet because I think it's on tour. But anyway, um, something like the color purple, something like the, one of Lin-Manuel Miranda's first shows in the Heights um, is set in Washington Heights. And it's like the the, the entire cast essentially is Hispanic stuff like that. I would love to see in Ottawa. Like a lot of the time you'll hear people saying that there are no singers of color in Ottawa, like singers or actors or like musical theater performers of color in Ottawa. So you can't put that shit on. So I think the alternative to that is to just, okay, let's put on the shows that we can put on, just cast more people of color. You know, representation matters. Well, in that case, if you need an, an object to just stand there, I'm here, you know, I could, uh, I, I'm bad with memory, but man of color here. And if here you need go. like a tree, exactly. I'm tall. Exactly, <laughs> bam, limbs. Limbs, if you need extra limbs, I'll be like, the, I'll come in with like fake snow. Like, whoosh. yeah, just throw that on. Throw me. that, just, the salt bay kind of guy. <laughs> no, for sure. Now, what would you say is the best part about musical theater for you on a personal and emotional level? Mm, I think... I think the, the way the way the music makes me feel, I think that's the best part for me um, is just discovering, discovering new music and yeah, seeing, seeing what works for me, what doesn't, seeing how I can push myself and just try to make myself better um, is I think the best part on, on, on a personal level. Um, and I do love just hearing it sometimes, you know? hearing myself, which sounds egotistical <laughs> or hearing or hearing the music, because a lot of the time you're going to have uh, during a show, you're going to have a sits probe, which is essentially a rehearsal, a music rehearsal with the full orchestra um, just to kind of figure out levels. But it really is just it really is more for the orchestra um, to see if they need to work anything out within the music itself. Um, but then to hear the orchestra for the first time while you're singing or while you're listening to other people sing, like you get chills. It's nuts. Um, so it's definitely, yeah, the, the, the music is my favorite part and that's definitely, that's definitely why I do it. Um, and then everything else has been a bonus. <laughs> you're, you're doing it for the love of theater. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And without, I really should take like a theater course at one point. <laughs> well, no, you're a self-made man. That's, that's what it is at this point. Yeah. And that's like how I learned how to do podcasting, mm -hmm. how you're teaching yourself how to do piano. Yes. And it's kind of rewarding <laughs> to know that, you know what? I did this with the help of, let's say, YouTube or friends and, and didn't have to take classes. Mm -hmm. I tried taking music classes. I still can't read music and I produced music in the past, but yeah. Uh, not about me, all about you. <laughs> what was your biggest challenge when you first started musical theater? Yeah, everything but the music. <laughs> um, to like when you when you have when you have lines, when you have choreography, all that stuff comes a little slower to me. And then recently I also started, I also was in my first play, like non-musical theater play which was an entirely new thing. What do you mean? I just have lines and I don't have anything to sing afterwards. This is ridiculous. So yeah, the, the challenge is definitely trying to, trying to find that nuance because within musical theater, you're, you're, I mean, you're definitely still acting, but it's, it seems a little exaggerated, especially depending on the kind of show you're doing. So to try, to try to find, to try to find that nuance and to try to, like be a skilled actor as well as a skilled singer and a skilled dancer is a challenge in and of itself. Um, and then to try to 
like, yes, you can use music to make people feel things, but then to have everything else as well, I think is the challenge. And has that challenge like still stayed relatively the same or has it changed these days? I mean, it's definitely, it's gotten, it's gotten easier. It's gotten a little easier as I've learned. Like I tried to pick up as much as I could while doing all of these shows, um, especially having done like quite a few over a relatively short period of time. I think I'm up to like a dozen in four years. Yeah. Like I try to, I try to pick up something along the way. Every time I'm doing a show, I try to learn as much as I can. So it's gotten a little bit easier. I mean, I'm not a master or anything, but um, it's been fun. It's been fun. And I love, yeah, I love the learning experience that I get. I love learning from new people. Yeah. It's always about growing, always Mm -hmm. about learning, always about improving. Yes. Now, has musical theater ever helped you relax when you're feeling stressed? So let's say you had a long day, you're like, you know what, Mm -hmm. screw it. I'm going to go just do practice my lines or go and enjoy this. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think more like rehearsal is definitely like when I have a show, rehearsal is the best part of the day. Uh, No matter what we're doing, if it's like a big choreo rehearsal or if we're just working on music the whole time with the music director and the accompanist, or if we're like later on in the, or we're later on in working on a scene, like it's just the whole thing, the whole thing is a really happy experience for me. Um, it's kind of, I, I've kind of always been that way in that if I'm interested, then I definitely will put like 110% into it, like through school and all of that. It's fun when it's more, it's fun when it's more interesting and it helps me relax to even just to listen to the music itself. Like I listen to a lot of musicals on Spotify, um, so I can put those on whenever I'm at work. I can put those on, on the commute, stuff like that. Um, I can just have them on in the background and sing along. So that's, that's a more relaxing thing. Um, I have a playlist called cry, but do it on key, um, which is just really moving songs from musical theater. Sometimes I listen to that, but not so much at work because I don't want to be a mess in front of all my coworkers. Are you crying? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, what are you talking about? Spreadsheets. <laughs> somebody, somebody just put some onions on the spreadsheets. <laughs> I just, I just, I love this word document so much. <laughs> now on the flip side, has it ever stressed you out? Let's say like you couldn't get a line or somebody is doing something that annoys you or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, difficult harmonies kind of stress me out. <laughs> Difficult harmonies, like when they come together, yes, amazing, absolutely. Oh my God, I could sit in this harmony and bask in it for the rest of the day. But you need to get there, right? Um, like I've sung, I've sung music from, I've sung music from Hamilton, and Lin Manuel Miranda is like kind of controlled chaos in the way he writes some of the music with his collaborators. There's a lot happening at the same time, so sometimes it's hard to find your line and kind of pick onto that and then everybody comes together for a few bars and it's absolutely huge when everyone gets it. <laughs> so sometimes sometimes it's hard to get there both for the music and the acting and everything else. Um, so that's that's uh, I think that's the main challenge but otherwise I try not to yeah I try not to stress too much. Axon is a down-to-earth person. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's chill. He's chill as a cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So darker side again, what Mm. are some misconceptions about people who are doing musical theater? I guess like the snobbery, like, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it gets a little clicky, but I think that's really just like friends working with friends. Um, So, I mean, I'm hoping people, people will open up more, but yeah, I think a big misconception is about how there's this huge barrier to entry. Like you have to be at a certain level in order to be able to perform with all these other people who are really just other people who live in Ottawa and like musical theater. Like I've, I've, you know, I've been lucky enough to perform with so many different people from so many different backgrounds and so many different levels of knowledge. Yes. Some people are classically trained and that's great. Absolutely. You've got a bachelor in music. You've been playing piano since you were six. That's great. Or like you've been studying voice since you were a kid. That's awesome for sure. There's always room for improvement. Um, and I think that's a good way for people to stay humble. And I really hope that I really hope that more people start to see that because it's really just everyone's just out here having fun. Um, if you're looking to get into the professional scene, especially in a bigger city like Toronto or Vancouver, that's fine. Absolutely. You got to have your shit together. You got to have your resume together. You got to, you know, take some workshops, take some classes. But Otherwise, if you just want to do some dope theater within your community, there's absolutely a place for that, too. 
Yeah, and as you said, the community is pretty friendly, pretty open, and it's not cutthroat. Nobody's trying to go for each other's head, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some yeah, sometimes, sure, sometimes people disagree. Sometimes companies will try to get the rights to a show before anybody else can do it um, because it's a fun show and they definitely see the potential within Ottawa to do it. And a lot of people want to come and see it and a lot of people want to audition. But, like, fuck that, man. <laughs> it's like chill yeah just do the thing if you can't do this one show that you want to do that's 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 fine just tell that other company great i'll come and see it i'm sure it'll be awesome and look for something else like i'm sure it's more complex than that trying to license the rights to a musical to sell tickets and everything but like it shouldn't be yeah yes it'll cost tens of thousands of dollars or i mean you know maybe just a few thousand depending on the show but like just do the thing you know, and yeah, don't worry. Don't worry so much about what other people will think um, is, I think, something that people could benefit from. And for you, what has musical theater taught you in life? Mm. Deep cut question. <laughs> yeah, God, it's tough. It's taught me uh, humility. It's taught me attention to detail, focus. Yeah, because I used to I mean, in high school, I used to not be that focused which i think was like that's that's what my iep was it's like yes he could realize his potential if he just focuses which i think was like the teacher way of saying he doesn't like it so he's not gonna do much (laughs) (laughs) is kind of how i've coasted through life but then I've, i've 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 learned just yeah maybe you don't like this part as much um but some people absolutely do and you know you're part of a team so it would be best for you to put in your best because uh, everyone everyone gets what they put into the work right um so if everyone if everyone puts in if everyone puts in the work then we're gonna have a great product at the end of the day or at the end of the run of the show um so yeah it's definitely it's 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 taught me it's taught me to focus a little more and i mean i do i do like being attentive to details i just need to stop correcting people so much you could correct me during this episode if you like. Right. But it's like if someone doesn't have if someone isn't singing the right notes or someone is slightly off, it's just like, no, that's the music director's job. They should be able to pick it up. Stop talking. <laughs> I feel like you're like, uh, I don't know. I'm, may, I might be over exaggerating, but like that's like you're doing a great job. Like in the face of my like a. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, cute. if they're asking me, I'll be candid. Okay, be like, yeah. OK, yeah, for sure. I can definitely try to, you know, teach music to my friends, like teach them. Um, the notes that they should be singing, you know, on our off time. That's that's something I've done in order to help help friends of mine who have worked on a show with me. But like, yeah, I need to stop turning into Hermione Granger during all the music <laughs> rehearsals. Just wait. Nope. No. Nope. Hey. <laughs> Your hand just keeps going up. Uh, actually, on that note, because you're giving a lot of advice, what would be a good piece of advice you would give to anybody who might be interested in starting musical theater? Uh, the, the scene's definitely there. Just have a look around. Literally just google ottawa musical theater or ask any of your friends or friends of friends who know people or who have done it um and like a lot of people are happy to just tell you about it tell about tell you about the people that they've worked with the shows that they've done how well it's gone how badly it might have gone like yeah i think i think like a lot a lot of a lot of people who do musical theater are willing to tell other people about it because another misconception is that we don't shut up (laughs) <laughs> what no you see you don't you don't interrupt me so you know we know how to like communicate we're having a conversation exactly. and of course not just for people in ottawa this podcast reaches people around the world so mm-hmm. go check out your community wherever you're from the u.s uh, china south africa anywhere you are there's musical theater i guarantee that oh, yeah. you're gonna find someone there and build on that community for damn sure that's why you've got like the most famous shows are translated into you know every single language and you can find, yeah, you can, there's, there's, I'm sure there's like a Chinese recording of Mary Poppins somewhere. Like it's toured, like yeah, you've got the huge shows have toured all over the world, you know, and, 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 and appealed to millions upon millions of people. So it, I think it's up to the communities within those cities to kind of put them together if they want them. You're saying famous shows get translated. Now, I'm not related to musical theater, but if my podcast becomes famous, you're telling me that somebody's going to translate it? <laughs> so there's going to hey, be like be a nice. different country. Let's say there's a Russian version of you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? A Russian version of me. And just like translating Duh. word for word and then having the, the laughter is like right there. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> that's that's how Jimmy Fallon does it. Uh, my brother-in-law is Russian, so he can confirm whether that's true or not. Okay, solid. Yeah, that's that's a really bad Jimmy Fallon Putin impression. Now you mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but I'm going to ask again. What are some social media links that you would like to share with people so they want they can learn more about you? Right, I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Big Screen with two G's. So the B I G G Screen. I tweet and post about a bunch of random shit. I like watching movies other than doing musical theater. I like playing video games. And I, if I'm in another show, I will tweet about it. <laughs> well, he was on another podcast as a guest. You got to give a shout out to Ooh, that one so yes, people can learn about yes, that. Yes, yes. Shout out to the Pod Cavern. Um, they run ranked top five lists of stuff that don't matter um, where everybody presents three nominations and then they narrow it down to a list of top five and the topic has ranged from top five things to do in the summer to top five things that should be turned into a musical to top five interesting people you've never heard of and really everything in between it's a lot of fun and they've got a couple other podcasts as well perfect so axon's going to send me those links i'm going to put in the description below so you can go listen to those episodes and of course learn more about axon by following him on instagram and twitter and uh, yeah, he's a delightful guy. He's oh, not you know. he's not going to bite you. Don't worry. Well, <laughs> unless you know you're into that kind of thing. I don't know. But... <laughs> we'll, <laughs> no, see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see exactly. <laughs> now for the last question, mm-hmm. do you have any questions for me about musical theater? I'm I mean, not an expert, but I'm ready. I mean, when are you going to hop on stage, bro? <laughs> Dude, Remembering Lines is like my kryptonite. I'm more like an improv guy, but I would love to give okay. it a try. Cool. Uh, like you should see me doing presentations. I use a lot of hand gestures. I'm, I got the face down, so I got the the voice. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, the expression. There you go. I don't. I can't. My wife says I'm toned, not tone deaf, but I can't sing. She said, <laughs> I "Everybody like can sing." Yeah, thank you, honey. You listening? You listening? I can sing. Anybody? Can I got sing. confirmed by a professional that I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'd like to give it a try. And uh, if you think I have potential, I'd, I'd give it a shot with you. It's yeah, fun. You could criticize me all you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's a good time. There you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Exxon, for coming on. This Absolutely. has been a wonderful episode, almost going on for an hour. Oh, dang. Yeah, time flies by. Okay. <laughs> and if you want to learn more about Axon, go check him out on uh, Instagram or Twitter. He's very entertaining, very friendly. And of course, if you'd like to be on my episode or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, let's say they're going through a hard time and need that like energy to just let it out on stage. Maybe musical theater is a thing for them. Share it with them because... You can create a big community. You can meet new people. You can let that inner voice out. You can do Mm -hmm. a lot of things. So once again, thank you so much, Axon. Yes. No problem, man. I got you. Thank you for having me. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Make some time. Take care.